Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers where we're going to try to uh, do a seance to resummon Scott to the Prime Material Plane. Hey, Scott, we call upon you. That didn't work. I think you scared him away instead of... I'll try harder next time. All right. I well, apologize for the So with that said, no Scott. Sorry, guys. We tried. Technically, we are doing a little time stream surfing today, though. We do, and we do have this round table. That's so true. it is the right size for a summoning circle, but maybe we don't have the runes right. I don't know. Pentagram? Did you forget the stage again? Yeah, probably. That or it's the animal shirt that uh, Baron's wearing. It's for the sacrifice. Yes. And I am <laughs> the terror that flaps in the night. You are. That is true. So and Darkwing Duck on people for those who didn't get that re- or reference. I, I you should be. As- I would hope so. You should be ashamed of yourselves yeah. if you didn't. So without Scott, we're going to be talking about history through the eyes of superheroes. So this will kind of go along with our leading up to the superhero renaissance that our last show talked about. Yeah. Now superheroes have been around for a long time. They've seen a lot of history. Uh, a lot of us haven't seen those, just because. Well, let's face it. Not all of us have been around since nineteen. 19- 40s and 50s when superheroes started showing up in comics, but... And some of uh, us are millennials. And some of you are millennials, and so on and so forth. Why would anyone self-proclaim themselves as a millennial? Because I'm the anti-millennial millennial. millennial. Wow. That's like an oxymoron. Fight me, bro. All right. So, uh... So you're the hipster who's hip because you're not a hipster? Pretty much. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, superheroes. We, We... uh, we've kind of hit on this in a lot of shows in the past. Like, example, Wonder Woman. You brought that up as an example. Uh, how Wonder Woman showed up in this la- latest movie in World War One, Which I loved. And, you know, she wasn't fighting the German Nazis we're used to that we've seen in Captain America. Yeah, she's um, fighting them before that. But she's fighting the Ottoman Empire in that. So when Germany was first expanding the first during the First World War in that... Um, which was very interesting to see the different dynamic. I really liked how they really focused on that. You know, we didn't see Hitler and all that. We saw, you know, a, a much softer Germany, in my opinion, but they were still out for conquest. Well, and here's the thing about it that I also liked is we have, let's be honest, we have all these preconceived notions about World War II when it comes yeah. to what happened, who's responsible, who did what. Mm-hmm. 
which is again why shows like a Man in the High Castle are so fun to watch because it gives you that alternate history that yes. shows you maybe you know not everything everybody did was correct, but we haven't seen as much with World War One, so it's almost like we got to see an. Wonder Woman without those preconceived notions like we were almost able to appreciate the character better because we didn't have preconceived notions of how we expect war to be fought and war to be handled as it was in the 40s. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, we have to admit World War Two is this giant looming giant. I mean, uh, well, I yeah. said giant, but it is this gigantic behemoth. And we never should forget looms. it. And, you know, we haven't forgot it, but there's there's just so much horrible tragedy that happened there are so many crazy things i mean not a lot of people realize this or maybe people do but you know the lion the witch in the wardrobe that is set set in world war ii it is you know the, the reason the kids are going off into the country is because that's what they did with the kids in london during world war ii they, they sent, sent them out them to, to the, the country. country away from the city because it was being bombarded yeah if, and if the country go, was safer yeah if you go through london now you'll see you'll they'll still find the damage from a lot of the bombs oh, yeah. they left it there as a remembrance to look what happened here yeah and I they mean, still find unexploded ordnance all the time when they're excavating oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know uh miss peregrine's children um that that book series that you know is, i didn't know that so they're so they're set in a time loop and the time loop is actually in World War II because the home they live in, actually a bomb gets dropped on it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that. That is, so that kind of references back to World War II. So, I mean, there's a lot of references. A lot of people kind of look back to that because that's that last big kind of huge tragedy. Yes, we've had a lot of wars since. But nothing to that nothing magnitude. Nothing quite to the extent yeah, Nothing that. to that extent. They've all with kind the of been genocide. localized. Yeah. Um, then we had the genocide of the Jews and that. The, the I mean, Nazis there were genocides were in World War One too, but let's be honest. The rec- even, I think another reason why is, let's be honest, World War Two happened when we were starting to learn the value of records and mm. the value of keeping statistics. World War One, yeah, they did it, but not to that extent. And You're it's right. really hard to know... Well, just how many casualties there honestly right. were. And, and well, I mean, said, there's been stuff since then, too. The Pol Pot regime. I mean, even he, he tried, tried getting rid of the Pol Pot regime from, uh, what country was that? I, oh, are you talking about the Armenian genocide or the other one? I, no, I no, this is, this is in uh, one of the Asian countries. This was back oh, in the Kazakhstan? 70s. Oh, okay, never yeah. mind. Korea or... Kazakhstan? Uh, it wasn't Kazakhstan. No, was no. it Georgia? No, but the Pol Pot basically what he did is he rounded up any any of the anybody with wealth or education and ex, and killed them all, well, and really? then put everybody else into labor camps. Yeah, I mean well, to be fair, genocide and stuff like that has happened since the beginning of time. I mean, I yeah, mean yes, but, but what we're yeah. Babylon's. I mean, the point we're making is World War Two was basically yeah. the the biggest one. It was yes. the biggest one, and it it's the most was. recent and one I would say to that magnitude. Arguably. The, the only one that we really know of that magnitude. Yeah. Yes, I, think I would say history. magnitude, yes. Hi, I mean, history-wise, I, I still think it happens. It's still going on. Oh, it does. Oh, it's, uh, it's still it going will. on right now. Yeah. I, it's just, yeah. But that's the thing is we got, we got a different take. We got a different view upon this, um, which was great. It was fun. Um, well, and I'm I mean, gonna, okay, war's not fun. But no. it was fun to see that, I mean, especially the old antique airplanes, the fact that their bombs are literally in these little metal things to the side of them. They have to throw them out. You know, it's not like they're being dropped out of the plane, mechanized. Um, well, and I'm going to be honest. I When I first saw Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. and they show the photograph of Wonder Woman mm-hmm. with them, I wasn't really – I didn't know enough to pay attention to the years because at that point I'm like – 
Oh, great. They're doing World War II again. Now, I'm not saying that to be disrespectful, but I didn't know they were doing World War One. I. I mean, to be fair, it's really hard to tell because they're so very close. They are. They really are. Um, and, and, that, and that photo didn't show you much. No. I mean, really, it didn't. It showed it was a period, <laughs> yeah. but it looked like you knew, it, it, yes. you knew it was from the past. It was wartime. Uh-huh. But you didn't really know which war because it, those because they're so close. I like the fact that they went with World War One and not World War Two because of Cap- we've already seen that with Captain America. That kind of gave them a little bit different distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, it also puts Wonder Woman in the world of man a little bit longer. Um, well, and that means kind of going back to World War Two. That means she's seen both of those wars yeah. if she's been living in yeah. man's world all that time. Yeah. So at the same time, though, because war is going around, that might lead well. Is Ares really bad? Did she, did she not destroy Ares because we had World War Two. I mean, obviously we know she hadn't. I hope she hasn't. Um, so it I would know, kind of explain why the 20th century was but, so messed up. Though. Yeah, I mean, but the history is it, that's the great thing they've been able to do with comics. You know, we saw Captain America in the early years fighting Nazis. Hello, hitting, he, he punching Hitler, Hitler and they even played into that in the movie. So we've seen that type of thing. Not only that, going in to we can even fast forward into the eighties and stuff like that. We saw there was a lot. Of, they referenced in a lot of the drug problems and stuff that they were experiencing and stuff well, like and, that. Yep. And uh, we had the Gulf War happen in comics. It, it seems like any kind of notable and the historical Cold War. piece, yeah, the Cold War, Bucky, um, Cold War. that was all. That was all brought into that, you know. The rush, you know, if you look, read some of those back ones, you know, the Russians were the bad guys because of the Cold War. And yeah, the, the Red Scare Russia, was but, you know, totally going on. Yeah, you know, and that's why we, that's where we got Omega Supreme, or not Omega Supreme. That's Transforms. Uh, Omega Red, excuse me. Okay, yeah. Uh, from from X Men, uh, you know, and so. Well, and it's super interesting. Well, how many? Yeah, how many communistic uh, evil villains have we had? Oh yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I want to say it was Joseph McCarthy. He tried to get comics banned for that reason yeah. is he thought they were commie supporters, but it's like. When when really the Red Scare was, well, he's a bad guy, of course. No. Yeah. You and, know, and, and that's what's kind of been great. I mean, you know, even more, more recent history, uh, you know, and we've seen it in the movies as well as in the comics, you know. Uh, they've talked about Afghanistan, stuff like that. They've also talked about 9-11. There's been they've talked about terrorists attacking. So, I mean, that's our that's here and now. And that's what's present in comics and the history. And when people 20, 30 years down the road look at that, they're kind of kind of know what was going on based on those comics. They're going to come back. They're going to throw in this super old technology called a Blu-ray disc and they're Mm going to watch the first Iron Man and they're going to love it. And they're going to think, holy crud. I had no idea Tony Stark was in Afghanistan when he got yeah. when he got injured. Yeah, you know, suddenly the, 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 yeah, there's that piece of history in there, and I, I feel that like he was that a always manufacturer yeah. that always adds a, an element of reality, and that that kills the fiction feel of it. That just makes you feel, well, I don't know, it gives you hope for that that amazing thing in life that's mm-hmm. really there that really can save things when when they're really going Superheroes south. Superheroes are our light. They're yeah. Well, I mean, let's they're a symbol of hope. They, they are. are. I mean, let, we can look look at Batman. You know, Batman had all these amazing gadgets, and looking at like the Adam West Batman, they were very silly and goofy yeah. and not very real. Then we fast forward to Christopher Nolan's Batman, and I mean, it was so high tech that you know he had earpieces and the the helmet and the cowl and different he had types sonar. of goggles. He had sonar and stuff like that. 
all these great gadgets and equipment that now are very miniaturized because of where our technology oh, is. Yeah. So it could make sense that he has all these gadgets in his suit. Yeah. I mean, when you play, you know, Arkham City or... Uh, well, or, the utility uh, belt's Ar- always Arkham been a big thing for Arkham Batman. Asylum. Arkham Asylum. You know, you have the different visions and stuff like that and all these gizmos. It's like, it's believable now. It definitely is because of where technology has. But then when you go back, you know, it's like when Superman comes from Krypton and crashes down and the Kents raise him... Well, back in the 50s, yeah, I'm sure it was easy to hide a kid. Yeah. You know, yeah, just, yeah. Hey. a kid showed up on the farm. Well, that happens every day because yeah. they just go in the back room, they give birth, and then they go back out in yeah, the field to milk a cow. Yeah, there's nothing documented stuff like that. It's like, hey, we got it. We had a kid. <sighs> Great. Yeah. You know? They'll pick him up on the next census. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. if that were to happen, I mean, well, where did he documentation? Where did he come from? What's his, What's social? his social security number? We need number? a birth certificate. Yeah. As much as we don't like Man of Steel, that's how Amy, or sorry, Lois Lane was well, able to track him but down. See, I actually like that. I, I did like that, that too. That it, was it, very well that, handled. That was reality. Someone is saving people and doing all these amazing feats. It's being documented. People yeah. are saying it. There would be a trail. So that part of Man, uh, Man of Steel, I did like. I, I know a lot of people are like, that's crap. How is there's it no crap? way it's logical. There's no way that that should have happened. I'm like, it, um, it is. It's logical. There, there's a paper well, trail. She's also she's Lois Lane, pl- an a, investigative reporter. She's, an investigative she's the type that will. She's got a Pulitzer dig and just dig. And this just makes dig. sense. It literally makes sense. Uh, See, these are the same people who watch The Martian and go, I can't believe America would leave one of our people on Mars for so long. You know, they're also the same people who yeah. see that clip of uh, Steven Spielberg in front of one of the props yeah. from and Jurassic the Park, dinosaur, and they get angry that, that he yeah. went well, so- I, Triceratops hunting. Again, again, the Martian, completely believable. They'd already been going. Yeah. And then it's like, what? We left someone behind? They flipped a Yui. I mean, they really did. Well, and you also have but to remember the distance. Time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, not, it's, it's not like, oh, hey. Hit the brakes. You know, it's not like, oh, we've been. Take the next exit here. Yeah, you know. We left someone in Vegas and we hit Mesquite. Oh, crap. Yeah, there's no brakes. You know, we got to flip a Yui. That's not that big of a distance, but that's literally like, hey, we left someone in Hong Kong and we're in Denver, Colorado. Oh, crap. Yeah. And you have to drive the whole time. It's going to take some time. Yeah. So um, uh, so we're going to have to wait till the uh, Bering Strait freezes. Drive over that. Yeah. Um, Or the, you know, bridge gets built if they have their ways. Yeah, or or the underwater su- uh, subway. Oh yeah, that goes across the oh. chu- the channel. They're gonna build a channel yeah. over there. Awesome. That would be awesome. No, that would not be awesome. Why? I'm terrified of underwater. Remember me hiding under the table when the do Titanic you, came out. Do you know that they have one of those in in England that goes from England to France? Uh-huh. Yes, I'm very aware. Yeah. I would need a Xanax before. Oh no, I would like need they, the whole bottle they of Xanax. Have, they also have a couple cool tunnels to go under the Thames River yeah. as well in London. Yeah. That's I mean, a, there's a, just a lot of fun, but kind of neat. It's just these <laughs> things that it, 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 I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we can we can argue about everything. I mean, like Civil War, Spider-Man's supposed to be in his late 30s, established in the Civil War. Well, in in, in the comic in the comic book Civil War, okay. because the huge point of Civil War. One of the, is when Spider-Man unmasks himself because he spent all this energy not letting anyone know who he is, and on public TV next to Tony Stark, he pulls off his mask. Says, "I'm," Sp-. he's like, "I'm Spider-Man," but in real life, I'm rips his mask off. Peter Parker, you know. That's the Boom. end, of, and that's the end of that that issue, and it leads into that because you know it was part of the Registration Act, and then Captain America's like, "No, that's against our civil liberties," and so on and so forth. 
And then he eventually gets shot in the head at the end of that series. Um, there goes the civil liberty there. But that's what made it so powerful. And um, even um, Avengers but, versus X-Men. Yeah. But then we get this civil war, and Spider-Man just barely becoming Spider-Man. And yeah. I didn't feel like it had yeah. the same power. I mean, it's still good. But just didn't have that same. I did um, love the old Star Wars movie I love the crack. Old Star Wars reference, but they own Star Wars at that point, and it's going to show up more and more. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm wondering how many more cross references we'll get. Oh, we'll get a lot. Because I'm sure we won't get them at, out of Star Wars, but we'll get them out. No, of No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just. I'm wondering how many I'll pick up, and then I'm wondering how many I'll get online, and I'll find like, oh, so out of the five I saw, there's really like five thousand. Or talking to us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll find most of them talking to you guys. Exactly. um, I I just think that that, that's what's been fantastic. And again, comics is an art form. Oh, it's definitely definitely a platform. You can see the same in books. You definitely, even though it doesn't spit out, uh, you know, it doesn't say Nazis or anything like that, you can definitely tell what era a a lot of books are written in because of, you know, the way they deal with the interaction of of creatures and stuff like that. I mean, uh, Planet of the Apes, the original one, you oh, know, yeah. that was during the Cold War and stuff like that. And, you know, at the very end, you know, you have Charleston Heston going, damn you, you blew it up, you know, because there's the Statue of Liberty and everyone went to war and World War Three happened or whatever and kaboom, you know, that was at that time the the fear. You know, um, that's, of course, changed. We have the newer Planet of the Apes, and that's kind of changed to a different dynamic that, you know, instead of uh, the the race, uh, nuclear arms race, it was more of a, hey, we're trying to find a cure for Alzheimer's and stuff like this, and now this is developed, and now we have this. Uh, you know, It plays into people's fears of the time, too. It does. You know, look at... Uh, like, uh, even, even video games. Terminator. Okay. I mean, Terminator. For years, everyone's like... You know, it, it was a cool movie, but nah, we're never going to build an AI that would take over the world. And yet, look well, at all we the had, Skynet oh, jokes. Yeah. Look at all the, the, the AIs. I mean, we had, uh, was it Google? Or one of these companies had two AI things running, and it suddenly decided the English language was not competent, and so it created its own language. Dang. You know, we had another, uh, there was another AI, I think it was the Facebook, fa- no, it was Twitter? Yeah, Twitter had created an AI, and it became racist. It started hating uh, people from Mexico. Really? I mean, just because, and it was, and it, and it was just because it was, was it learned too, behavior. It was learning behavior based on people's comments from the elections, and, and it, they kicked it on around the time of the elections, and so uh, yeah, there no was all thanks. the talk about the Siri. wall and stuff like that, and so it was, it, it learned this yeah. behavior. Yeah, so it's not some surprising. amazing things now, and so yeah, I remember. I mean, so, so it, it's you, not unbelievable you, that Terminator not. could happen or the Matrix could happen. Yeah, I mean, my parents have a. They, I think they have the T. It's not the T-1000. They haven't come out with that yet, but I think it's what, the T-200? It's called a Roomba? Oh, yeah. 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 The, the, the little uh, vacuum cleaner. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll be the first thing to take people out. It's going to start with their toenails, start <laughs> ripping out uh, veins and, and nerve endings from there. And Yeah, no thanks. That or it starts building internal guns. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I little, mean, little knives. That's Okay. That is the one far-fetched thing that, uh, from Transformers that made no sense to me. When they shocked the Nokia telephone and it transformed, and it suddenly had guns built into it. Yeah. Wh- where, where were the bullets coming oh, from? See, what, what I, see, I mean, if it was thief. if it would have been energy projectiles, that would have made That's more different. sense. Yeah. But it had little bullets, and I'm like, what? See, that, Daniel, you're that talking wasn't the about part Michael that got Bay. me. I know. 
That wasn't the part to get. The part that got the me Xbox was how, started... how an object so small can become such an object that's so much bigger. I mean, it goes from being a cell phone to a boombox to... I mean, he becomes several completely different sized things. You're forgetting about the AllSpark. Well, no. So that guy... Well, he, he went to a See, cell phone all, because... Yeah, it does have the same problem. Well, that made sense because she Megan Fox chopped off his body. Yeah. So it was just his head that transformed into the phone because that was the size. But I, I'm talking... But, you know, and then we get... The, when we jump to the second movie and the spark brings things to life, like, it made sense that the giant vending soda machine, when it transformed, it started firing out soda. Soda cans, yeah. yeah. That made sense. Yes. It had projectiles it in it. But the little phone? The little phone doesn't. Had nothing. No. Or when the Xbox transformed, or the steering wheel for crying out loud. What? what? Why? Yeah. I, I don't know. Effect. I know. But I, I guess the point is Michael we do Bay loves effects. Yeah, we definitely do see... <laughs> What's going on in our in our world and our climate based on comic books, books, and, and media? Yeah. I mean, we we do. I mean, movies from the '80s definitely talk about the Cold War stuff. We see that all the time. Well, and uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man was bio. Yeah, it was bioterror, not bioterrorism, but it was our concerns at yeah. the time that they could yeah, create something you know, that then, never should have. And then been we eventually created. got to you know stuff over in Afghanistan and and, and terrorists. Oh, Scott's calling in? Um, so, so apparently my summon may have worked. I don't know. Can you hear him? I can't hear him. I, I could have sworn I heard a tiny little voice saying that, that he was trying to, to break through. There's a light barrier. I got to get through it. Perhaps perhaps I'm just hearing things. All right. So I, And that's been the fantastic thing about this medium is we can do that. I mean, the only, I mean, there are a few exceptions. Uh, you know, Star Wars, we don't really see that a lot because it's its its own universe, its own galaxy. Uh, Star Trek, we've kind of, in some ways, have seen it. Uh, I not would as argue prevalent. we've seen that. We saw it more with the Next Generation yeah. series, especially, like, First Contact. Yeah. I That's actually my favorite, um, with the exception of the Chris Pine movies. First Contact is actually my favorite Star Wars movie because it's so interesting because it was at the end of an apocalyptic mm-hmm. third World War Three, And it's interesting because they have James Cromwell's character yeah. built up as this hero, as this paragon. And of he's not right, really And that. he's not. He's a human. Yeah. He's all flaws and all. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he and, he's, and he straight up tells um, Riker. Mm-hmm. He straight up tells Riker, you know why I'm doing this? It, the money, yeah. dollar signs. Yeah. And that is so interesting because you also have at the same time Picard on the Enterprise with Cromwell's cohort who is saying, who asks, you know, how much is your ship worth? And he's like, oh, we don't, we, we don't, don't have, money. have money. Yeah. Well, and see, I've never really been a huge Star Trek fan, but that is definitely, that one movie was very good because they had this dynamic because these are the people that have been in the federation federation stood for hundreds of years at this point they don't have money no one wants really it's a utopic society they have it you know if you want something you go to the you know you go to the that whatever machine that just it creates it it's like a super mega uh 3d printer yeah mm-hmm. it, it's there no ma- you don't want for anything and i want one of those but they don't sell them here yet you know, so you just have this society that doesn't want. Years. Their whole goal is to help others and explore. Mm-hmm. And then you go back in time to this period before Which is the crazy, Federation is started. It's only started. like fifty years from now. 
And <laughs> it's war-torn. Everyone's obsessed with money. And this guy that everyone has just idolized is a drunken dude that just wants money. The whole reason he's doing it is for money, like you said. And But, again, that's a fantastic piece because, again, it's that whole dynamic of where, where we're at. I mean, yeah. really. Well, and it's interesting because you could also argue that First Contact was also of its time as well because the 90s was corporate greed. Wall Street was still kind but of But there was on. still kind of that war going on yeah. with, over in Iraq and over Desert Storm. So, I mean, it... it it does make sense, but there was uh, there was that greed and everything, so it was kind of a, a piece at the time. And but first contact does not get enough love. Well, most Star Trek doesn't get mo- a lot of love, except for if you're a Trekker or a Trekkie or whatever they call it now. <laughs> um, and it's because, and I think the biggest reason for that is because, you know, Next Gen was great, but the movies kind of lacked. They, they, they. What the there was a first disconnect. Contract? There, there, there contract, was, sorry. there was a disconnect. I, I feel like there was. Um, again, that's my opinion as an outsider. Maybe the people no, who love Star Trek really like it. No, because Insurrection and um, Nemesis, same thing. Like gen- uh, generations, I felt like was just an excuse to say, okay, we're moving from Kirk and his crew over to these guys. Oh, it was an excuse to kill Kirk. And, and, to th- and, and to bring him back and yeah. kill Kirk is basically and what that like was. Really, yeah, you know, I've never really been a fan of William Shatner and his portrayal uh, of Kirk. And I know people love him. Don't get me wrong; you love him. That's awesome. I really, I have not had a a joy for Star Trek until Chris Pine and, and the rest of this group. Well, Chris Pine is kind of like he's almost like a Harrison Ford esque Kirk. Yeah. But he definitely. But he's I mean, still his own character. There is a huge difference between the two. And know, he's Shakespearean actor. Yep. Other actor. Well, and um, here's the thing also is that Chris Pine, we we really see that version of Kirk as he's starting out. So he is a bit more of a renegade, a bit more mm-hmm. of a maverick. And yeah. let's be honest, the fact that he started a bar fight and that's how he got into Starfleet. Starfleet is like the best thing ever. Well, it's not that. The thing that really put me off was the way Shatner spoke. You know, space, the final frontier. You yeah. know, just very that, dramatic. Very dramatic. Which very Shakespearean. Very over the top. Yeah, I mean, for the time when he did it, it was fantastic. It got people's attention, but I hated it. I really hated it. Um, and there's, there, there's another speaker. Um, I'm not going to say their name, but that was one thing that I always had problems with: is the the dramatic pauses and the ups and the downs. In the way he spoke, it just drove me nuts. Well, and granted, uh, inflection will grab your attention, but it also will turn you off. Yeah. Uh, and there's a way to do it, and there's a way not to. Um, granted, again, that was in the 50s, mm-hmm. you know, when those uh, when the, that TV series was going on. I think it was into the 60s. the 50s, into the 60s. No? Just 60s. 60s. But you know what I, I really love? 59, Mm-mm. but I could 60. be wrong. Again, not a Star Trek fan. Oh, I remember. It came out in 66. It came out the year my mother was born. Sorry, Mom, I just said your age on the air. But you know what I really loved about this last Star Trek movie that I finally just saw? I really loved the end monologue where it was the entire crew. I thought that was really fun because it showed you that they had all almost been out there together and learning together. So I really liked that. 
at the end of this last movie. Yeah, I'm just pulling the date up. Uh, I'm sure you are correct. Uh, yep, 66 through 69. Oh, awesome. Again, not a Star Trek. I'm good again. for Jeopardy. Yeah, that that is my only one week spot is Star Trek. I'm okay, but I'm not great. Yeah. Um, no, I just and again, even Star Trek for its time was a great period piece, and there was a lot of interesting stuff. I see stuff a red shirt. On. Is he that coming out? Maybe Uh-oh. you're gonna join. Uh-oh. Maybe you're gonna I join Scott. Yeah, but it has animal on it, and that that the animal spirit will defend him. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> or maybe the terror that pops in the night. Well, yeah. jury's out. So I, I just think it's fantastic that his, we've been able we can see history play out through comics, well, through TV, and, and these other geek things. Back to Star Trek. You know, it's really interesting because it was going on during the civil rights movement. Yeah. And, and you the, can see a lot that. of that with the Klingons, with the Vulcans, well, the Romulans, the Romulans, and so uh, again, that's and what's so fantastic about this stuff? You do see history in the time. Period that well, these things Star were Trek created. Well, and Star Trek broke barriers in more ways than one because did you know it had the first uh, mixed race kiss on TV yeah. between? Sh- I mean, that's really With cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, which is really cool, and it's one of those things where you don't think of Star Trek as that, but when you look at what Star Trek is supposed to be, it's supposed to be that utopic society. There's no barriers. Yeah, well, not like what we have now. The one uh, interesting piece of trivia is the of who greenlit and made Star Trek happen. Do you know who it is? Lucille Ball? Yep. Aren't you proud of me? The original. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she loved the idea and she fought for it. Good for her. And if it wasn't for her, it wouldn't have happened because they were they were ready to cancel it and dump it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's funny because I I grew up watching her with my mom. We did peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I love Lucy. I mean, and watch, you I see Lucy, her yeah. as, as she is, but she was a powerhouse. Oh, she was. She really was and amazing. And she fought for what she believed in. Yeah, she was really. She was funny too. Yeah. Well, she, and the crazy, she's a really when, smart lady. And let's be honest, she had a very public divorce from Desi. Oh yeah. But she, I wouldn't say she came out smelling like a rose, but she was like one of the first people who actually almost continued her career even after. Even oh, yeah, after like, him. Yeah, even after him. And even into her older years, uh, you know, there's still kind of that thing that you know, as women get older. They're acting. Uh, the job offers start Diminish. diminishing. Where men, they just keep coming. Yeah. Um, but there's there have been some few that have been able to break through that. I mean, Betty Betty White, holy crap! Oh yeah. She, Meryl Streep. I mean, she she's started back too. in the day when Liz Taylor was young, yeah. And, yeah. and she's still acting. I mean, still how many things? I mean, how many things have we seen Betty White in? Quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie Smith. Uh, Meryl Streep. Oh, Meryl yeah. Streep. Um, there's there's still quite a few. Uh, I'm Although, sure the you know who my woman crush are less. Is? Helen Mirren. Oh wow! Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, she even just showed up in the the latest Fast and Furious movie. I mean, she was in Red One and Two. I, she she's been in quite a bit. Yeah. Um, she's she, definitely a no nonsense lady, but an, an, an amazing actress, nonetheless. And she's a role model because she could care less about oh, yeah. her age and everything. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. No, I agree. So. I know there's so much more we could have talked about. Um, uh, I know someone that I would have loved to have on the show to talk about this, uh, uh, Andrew Bowman. He's actually Maybe we'll a, have to have a sequel. We may have to. He's a professor. Uh, he actually has a Ph.D. in superheroes. I want one. So I may have to uh, talk to him to have him come on. Or if he's going to be at Solid Comic Con, we'll have to talk, see, have a sit-down discussion with him. That would be a good one. Um, 
But what are your thoughts about superheroes through the history? Uh, you know, I, I think some superheroes have improved, some have gotten better, while others have not been so great. Some have not aged um, well. I do. You I, know what I, I, I could argue about that, though, before we sign off, is I could argue that Captain America, he easily could have stayed stagnant and just been the paragon of virtue that he was in the 40s, but they have adapted him so well for they modern have, times. They've also done some stuff that have been really bad, like the latest he's part of Hydra. Ah! Um, we don't speak of that. But that's that's because of the Is that t- a spoiler that's, alert? That's because of the time. It's been over a year. Uh, I need to catch up. Though. Yeah. Red Skull <laughs> manip- had was able to manipulate time and rewrite time. I think it's with one of the Infinity Stones. Agent Kata does not approve. And made Steve Rogers a sleeper agent for Hydra. Oh, boy. Yeah. I think <laughs> ruined the character, in my opinion. So... They could have done something completely different and better, but I, I understand what they were trying for. Does Can that we move mean Bucky's on? really a good guy then? I, I don't know. Can we move but, on? Yeah, right, we'll move on. Pretend it doesn't exist. Because these are all great ideas, yeah. and we just need feedback now. Yeah, so give us your feedback. Give us your ideas. We always want it. And uh, with that said, uh, maybe I'm Scott will escape, it. and we will actually be able to summon him properly. With I'm that gonna, said, we're out of here. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Animal! Are you a fan of Dungeon Crawlers? Then it's time for you to level up your experience. Download our episodes that are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And not only that, we want to hear from you. We want to know who you want to hear on the show. What author, what celebrity, what game designers you want to hear. Not only that, we also want to hear what you like about the show. So, with that said, please reach out to info Email us on Twitter or Facebook. And let us know what you want to hear on this show. Because we want it to be as much of your show as it is ours. So, with that said, we're out of here. And we'll catch you next time.